Hello, hello. Here we are again, coming to you from Broadcast Team Alpha with the Paranormal World Show. And, uh, you know, this is the show for the thinking global citizen that dares to step out of the box and have a snip of what's out there, because there's so much that is being kept from us. And we're finding more and more. And uh, we are coming to you from 44 different platforms. And we're also on the... Uh, <clears throat> uh, there's so many different uh, platforms to mention. I uh, just uh, wondering maybe... Uh, well, let's say the Conscious Awakening Network. The Conscious Awakening Network.org. We're also on there. And... Go visit them because they got close to 50 different shows over there that covers a lot of the stuff that we love to hear about. And if you want to get in touch with myself and also Nori, you can go to broadcastteamalpha.com and send us a message from the website and uh, we will see it and then we'll get back to you. We uh, are again here going to talk with Bill Mee. He is the uh, the local snoop. He's he's finding stuff that a lot of us or most of us never hear about. So we're going to talk about a little bit about what is being kept from us. Maybe a little bit about the science that is being kept from us and where we are going from here. So welcome to the show, Bill. Oops. Did you freeze? No. Am I got okay. me there? Okay, good. Yep, there you are. Well, gosh, we, where do you want to start? I we can start anywhere. I, I think these are exciting days that we're in right now. Uh, tech, we're in a kind of a technological explosion. Just new stuff coming out all the time. I'm really excited to to um, see all these technologies coming out, but at the same time. We have to kind of be careful that we don't become slaves to the technology. You know, that's something that the uh, Telogians, they have technologies that are pretty advanced, but at the same time, they're not dependent on them. And I think that's something that we need to be careful about is that we don't become dependent on our technologies and we get back in touch with nature. Uh, the one thing the, the dark ones like to do is they like to create technology that's harmful to us and then make us dependent on it you know like our cell phones your cell phones you know most people can't do without their cell phones but yet they're really not very healthy and that they put out that you know bad energies for your brain but yet people are dependent on their cell phone these days and um, i'm hearing that the galactics are going to be introducing a lot of replacement technologies that are going to take our harmful technologies and they're going to replace it with something that can do uh, the equivalent, but not be, uh, it's not only, it's, it's not going to be harmful to our bodies. It's actually going to be healthy for our bodies. Like they'll have a, they have some kind of a, a cell phone that they can provide with, provide us that is actually going to put out beneficial energies that are going to help our body heal while we're using them and they won't cost anything. So, yeah. uh, and, and you'll be able to talk to somebody on the other side of the world for free, and you're actually healing your body while you're using it. So that's the kind of technologies we're going to be moving to when yeah. we have uh, after first contact. 
And we, uh, I just read the other day that um, Elon Musk now, he has, uh, you know, working out that uh, brain chip. And yeah. he said they did enough testing now. The, uh, the one subject that they're working with, he can move the mouse on his computer by the way he thinks. Okay. So that's, that's the, the Neuralink, right? First the Neuralink? The Neuralink, yeah. And... Uh, also, the uh, I think it was the CEO of the uh, telephone division of Motorola. Uh, he made the comment in a speech, uh, oh, uh, well over a year ago now. I heard that, and he said by 2030, he says nobody will be carrying around a telephone because the telephone will be here. You just yeah. think of a person, and you say the phrase, and then you are connecting to the other person because. Because of what people did, you know, that we can't talk about and the substance that is in it that we can't talk about, it is all throughout your body and it is a computerized system now. So the human mind is hackable and it can be hacked by us or anybody else. So we can think messages back and forth. And this is coming according to Motorola. Wow, that's great. I guess I'll be left. I'll be left out. <laughs> well, maybe not. No, <laughs> uh, one of the advances, advances, advancement technologies that I think is amazing is they have these new portable quantum computer laptops. Now in Japan, they're selling for eight thousand seven hundred dollars, which is a little more than most people can afford. But still, it's a quantum computer, so they're getting the size of them down smaller and smaller and becoming more affordable oh. so um i'm hearing that uh we're going to be um they're going to get cheaper and we're going to eventually have quantum laptops so uh, to me that that requires a whole new uh software because you know uh the software for quantum computing is quite a bit different than just classic than what we have for classical computing so that's going to be another revolution there as well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to some of this. The, the, the quantum computer you talked about, that would be fun. Yeah. It'll be able to do things that uh, you just can't do on a regular computer. So, and solve problems that would take too long to solve on a classical computer. So, um, I think that's going to revolutionize our whole society if those things become more, you know, prevalent because they'll help us create even more things, you know, more technologies and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. What other technologies do you see? Uh, we know what we have, you know, we be, we're using a gasoline engine, the same kind of system as we did 140 years ago. Mm -hmm. Ben Ben's invented the thing in 1986 or something. So why why yeah we know why but what do we see next for automobiles and airplanes what do you think I think there's two directions when it comes to automobiles one is going to be uh this uh, water cars where you split the the water between the hydrogen and the oxygen that way they, they don't emit anything harmful except oxygen. And uh, so that's beneficial. And then the uh, 
they they use the hydrogen out of the water to power the engine. So that's the technology I think is is definitely doable. And there have been inventors that have have gone down that road. They're no longer with us, but I believe that uh, technology is going to emerge um, very soon. And some I hear some companies are already working on engines that will that will operate on water instead of uh, gasoline by splitting the uh, water. The other technology, of course, is the electric car. But the electric car, the problem is the is the batteries wear out, you know, and you have to replace those batteries about every 10 years. It's very expensive. can cost you another $30,000 just to replace it. Now, there is a new battery there. I hear they're working on that's called a, a lithium metal battery, and it's supposed to last about twice as long. And you make your car go further, but it's not quite there yet. And to me, it seems, oh, it's probably doable down the road, but it's, I think it's inferior to the water car. Because the yeah. water car to me is, well, that didn't cost anything, and you're not really harming the environment. You know, these batteries, you have to mine the, the uh, various lithium ores and cobalt and all these different things that to make the battery and it really harms the environment. I think we're going to get away from all technologies that harm the environment. That's going to come yeah. when we start to recognize that our planet, Gaia, is a living, sentient being. And when that finally gets into the mass consciousness, where everybody starts to realize that we live on a sentient planet that has, you know, her own free will and mind, emotions, and that's going to mean that, okay, then we're going to realize how much we've abused her in the past. And I think we're going to get busy cleaning up our environment and start using technologies that don't harm the environment. And so that's more of a consciousness shift that will happen down the road. But it's going to play a big role, I think, in our technology development because, you know, your technology development is kind of based on your consciousness. And uh, if you have a, a low consciousness, you don't care about the environment or anything. Yeah. But a higher consciousness, you're going to start respecting the environment and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, I was speaking of cars, too. Um, I hear from Sweden that, you know, I bet there's somebody out there listening to this that at one time in their life had a Saab automobile. And we know Saab went out of business. And uh, everybody wondered why. You know, well, there's another reason, too. It became an electronic nightmare. I had one, I know. But the real reason they went out of business is because they were just about to put out a permanent magnet motor. In other words, they were magnets that was positioned in such a way that the two wheels ran continuously forever okay. and they were hooked onto the shaft going through a transmission and was used as a motor in the car it was it was very simple i know the design on because i had one 25 years ago that i drew out and wanted to do so this works yeah, that's a good technology out of business because they wanted to create a car that needed no fuel and would run forever until it broke, of course. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's another technology that uh, didn't require gasoline. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, I hear that there's there's over six thousand patents of different technologies that are going to be released very soon, and uh, these are going to probably cover so many different areas that I think it's just going to create a uh, a renaissance on the planet when they start releasing these these technologies. The main thing about a lot of these technologies, some of them are free energy technologies, and those technologies I believe have to be well, they can't really be, you need, the, the society itself has to be at a high vibration and they have to be at a vibration to where they can allow the technologies to come out without wanting to try to capitalize on it and make money on it. You know, that's the, that's the problem that a lot of these inventors have had is they, they spend time coming up with an invention, but then they want to patent it and then they want to try to, maintain control of it and market it and and become rich on it and that doesn't work with free energy free energy has to be released so that it benefits everybody without people making money on it and until our consciousness gets to that level to where we don't care about trying to make money on something then i think we're going to be going along much further in our advancement and development got to get rid of that that ego of wanting to control everything and just create stuff for the benefit of mankind. And I hope that's where we're headed. It looks like we we're finally moving in that direction. So yeah. I think that'll help a lot when these technologies get released, these 6,000 patents, because there'll be uh, companies that are just want to develop it for the benefit of humanity. And they'll find a way to um, secure the funds to get it developed without trying to just capitalize on trying to make money from it, but just trying to get it out there. That's the thing is getting it out there. And uh, it does require funds usually to get it out there, but I believe that those funds are coming uh, as we transition to the new quantum financial system. And that's going to release all kinds of funds to help create different technologies that are not, that are going to be done to benefit mankind and not just created so that uh you're a company trying to make money. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be nice. And uh, there is a lot of new patents coming out because uh, I'm a patent holder and our numbers is in 6 million and something. Okay. Now the patent bureau is putting out patents at 10 million. So there's 4 million in the last 30 years. Four million worth of patent. And, you know, I poke around on the patent bureau once in a while, and I see there are incredible inventions. You see them there, but after a while, they're classified. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they usually prevent it from coming out. They usually use the term national security as the reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that is almost criminal because some of these things there has nothing to do with national security. It's just something that will benefit people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's the, they use that on all all the anti gravity, all the free energy always gets shut down, and they say it's a national security issue. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but that's that, that those days are I think are about over. Um, they can't stop it. There's just going to be a flood of technologies and 
pretty soon they're not going to be able to stop it uh, using that that uh, using that method. Anyway, I think the biggest technologies uh, we're seeing a lot of you know technologies in the health arena, but you know of course the med beds are going to be released here pretty soon, and uh, those are there's three different kinds of med beds that we have or that are going to be made available. I'm not sure if they're all going to be made available at the same time, but there's the um, a holographic med bed, and that's the med bed that can cure just about any kind of disease that you might have uh, using uh, lasers and uh, AI and various other high technology. And then there's the, um, the regeneration med beds. Those can actually regenerate organs. And then, of course, we're going to have um, the other one, I think, is the regression med beds. I've heard there's one called the reanimizing uh, med beds. They can like uh, create an entire body, but I don't think those are going to be made available uh, right away. But the uh, the regression med beds, they are used to um, uh, for anti aging. So you can regress yourself back to say 20 years, 30 years, and go back to a child or a teenager. I don't think they won't let that happen, but um, if you do want to regress back to say in your thirties, uh, say around 30 years old, then you could do that with these regression med beds, but they do require counseling. So you'll have to, you know, because you can't, it's not, you can't reverse it back. Once you go that way, it's, you can't go back the other way. So, uh, and you, it, of course, you got to consider about the people, your loved ones, your fam family, friends that you'll be associated with because you are going to start looking younger and you won't be looking the same as you did before. <laughs> so, yeah, there's going to be some questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you won't be able to keep it secret. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but those, those are coming eventually. Um, but I think it's going to be the holographic med beds first. And then maybe the regeneration med beds. Uh, I know they they have those on the ship and uh, on the UFO ships, and uh, those can those will be used to regenerate. Uh, I think like missing limbs, people that have lost an arm or leg in a war time. In fact, I think they're going to be treated first, and then I hear the uh, uh, the younger generation with diseases, and then finally the older generation will be treated. So, and if Elena Denon is correct, she said that um, through the Galactics, uh, they took her on board their one of their craft and took her to the moon and showed her where they're manufacturing these med beds. And uh, they're manufacturing them in a base underneath the surface in, on, on the moon. And uh, they're actually delivering them now in various places all over the all over the earth. So I'm hearing they're getting delivered and they, you know, I don't think you'll see them in hospitals. They're, they're being placed in other, other facilities that you may not even think would be a, a, a healing place, but uh, they are, there are going to be made available. And one thing you'll know that it's, if it's a true med bed, it will not cost you anything. If, if they're charging you anything for a med bed, then it's not a true med bed they will not be costing anybody anything and uh, they are controlled by the military so if it's not a military type of uh, thing then um, yeah. then it's probably not a true med bed 
Yeah, and uh, there are some of the different technologies that is built into the MedBus are available right now. Yeah, yeah. There That's are true. bits and pieces that you find. You have the Rife technology that started back in the 1930s. He mm -hmm. cured everybody that came to him with cancer. He yeah. cured them. And now we have the, the Itera is out. That is kind of in that group. Yeah. And there are other things, but they're separate. If you put all of those together, you may uh, end up with something that can be really exciting. Yeah. The one arrived technology that I uh, have seen that works really good is the Spooky 2. Oh. And what's nice about the Spooky 2 is it is um, it is a Rife machine, and it does have a database. When you get it with all the frequencies of just about everything you can think of that might could be wrong with you, and it will you know um, uh, you can use it by holding on to uh, these two. Um, uh, there are two little handles that you can hold on to with a cord that goes to it. Or they, you can also hook it up to like um, the um, various plasma um, tubes that put out a. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what Rife was using was the the various tubes that put out uh, energy. Uh, you could can hook it up to that, but I think what the most innovative part is is that you can clip a fingernail or a um, a piece of your skin or what have you. And you can put it in this little chamber, and it is using uh, uh, quantum entanglement. So you don't have to be there. You can be anywhere in the world. And it's hitting that a DNA part no. of you that you gave it a sample of, whether it be a fingernail or what have you. And, or you can even use your saliva, I think. And mm -hmm. um, it will hit you with, that, with, a, with whatever frequencies you need. And you could be on the other side of the world and you're still getting treated. Yeah. So that's because, really that's really cool. Yeah, because because of quantum entanglement, there is no distance. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. And I think also that um, most of us has watched Star Trek and you see Jean-Luc Picard walking up to this little microwave looking thing on the wall. And yeah. he looks at it and he talks to it and he says, tea, Earl Grey, hot. Mm -hmm. Bingo. There the cup of hot tea shows up in there. The tea, the plate is sitting on and the tea. Now the replicators. I know yeah, this replicators. sounds ridiculous, but there is something to this technology because I saw a paper written on it. Yes, we can do this now. With yeah. quantum computers, we're able to pull all of the molecular structure into computer language, and we can actually do this. Yeah, it's just it's just assembling molecules. That's what yeah. it's really doing. And yeah, I hear there that technology that we see on Star Trek was actually offered to us back in the '60s, and it was declined because uh, there was another group that did not want it. And uh, so we didn't get that technology, but it's been available. I think it's part of the secret space program ever since the 60s. 
Yeah. Same with the med beds. They, they just, you know, they, they have them for the secret space program, but they haven't been available to us on the planet yet. But yeah, the replicators are going to be one of the first technologies I hear the Galactics are going to share with us when they, uh, after first contact, uh, official first contact. I mean, we've had many contacts already with yeah. individuals, <laughs> but, uh, but the, you know, once they land their craft and they're recognized and they'll be helping us out and the, the med beds will be, of course, already in positions, but there'll be some on their craft as well. So those some of the ones that they may not release uh, to the public yet will be on the UFO craft and those that have special need, like maybe missing limbs or something, they can go on board and they'll get healed with the med beds on the UFO craft. But they also have the replicators that they'll be sharing with us. And I hear the ones they're going to share with us first are the food replicators and the clothes replicators. And they're going to probably go to the countries that are most need, like the ones that are where there's a lot of famine. You know, they'll, they'll probably get them first. And then um, but, uh, the food, the, I hear it's the food and the clothes replicators are going to test us first with those to see how we do, how we handle that technology. And if we're good stewards and we don't abuse things, then they will give us replicators that can do more stuff. But I think they have replicators that can replicate just about anything, uh, even a car if they wanted to, you know, might have to be a huge replicator, but they can do it. it. I think they have that take. I know I heard the other day that some of the galactics, they have these, uh, their their ships need repair. So they have these other uh, ships that are just simply repair ships. And they go around the various uh, galactic places to service some of these other UFO ships. So they hook up to them and they have on board replicators to help replicate the worn out parts for that UFO that they need to fix or whatever. So these ships are equipped with all the uh, supplies, equipment, and tools, and replicators that they need to repair other UFOs that, you know, eventually wear down or have parts yeah. that wear, wear out at some point. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I mean, I'm sure their parts probably last for a long time, but every now and then they might have to replace something. And so they have replicators for that as well. So there, well, there you go. They have ships that is uh, made out of nuts and bolts too, because everything made from those two things, it fails once in a while. We see that from all the right. crashed, crashed UFOs. Right. So, yeah, they're, they're not perfect. But let me ask, let me just run something by you. On my, on my computer, uh, Broadcast Team Alpha has a picture of, the, of Saturn and the rings. Right outside at the very edge of the rings, there is a 3,000 mile long cigar shaped ship sitting totally visible in the infrared specter okay. there were two pictures taken there were one where it shows up and then one later where there were nothing in that position so evidently it was moving it wasn't okay. stationary like a rock would right 
you don't you don't go to work and build a three thousand mile long cigar shaped ship. And I have friend I call him an interdimensional friend. I asked him how do you make ships like that, and he said, "It is simple. We do it by mind." They think it into existence. And there are even some of them that specializes in doing some of these things. They think it into existence outside of the physical first, and then they lower the vibration around it. So it becomes physical, and we can actually see it. Hmm. That's so, amazing. Yeah, so now... <laughs> That's this replicator. <laughs> right, right, right. That's a consciousness replicator. Yeah. So that, that's that's amazing. Yeah, that's I, something probably when we, you know, after this planet ascends into the higher vibrations, that's something we might be trained on to be able to, to I'm sure we will be trained eventually to be able to do that ourselves. Yeah. But I don't think we, with our mind structure, I don't think that's all that possible. We yeah. on the mastermind connection, we have we've done some amazing things, created things mm -hmm. out of seemingly nothing. So I know, in our limited way, we can do this too. Yeah, well, you know, we we are originally created with twelve strands of DNA, yeah. and we are getting hooked back up to those dormant strands with these energies that are coming in so those other strands i think are part of the equation they're going to help us manifest things faster and easier not to mention our bodies are changing from a carbon based to silicon based so really we're going through a, a, a transformative uh you know change ourselves on our just our bodies and our minds and everything is changing so um, I think, uh, yeah, we have an exciting future to look forward to. I just really can't wait to see all these changes that are going to start yeah. taking place. We have a few uh, dark ones we have to get out of the way. And uh, I think that it's getting thinned down pretty pretty good right now. And I think there's just, uh, we're getting very close. We're very close to something big happening. They might try one last thing, these, these remnants, but uh, I think the consciousness is so high right now that they're not really going to get anywhere. Uh, they might do one last attempt. And I think when they try this, um, some people are calling it a, they're a black swan event. Uh, if they don't try it, I think that's going to trigger the white hats to finally uh, trigger the EBS and we'll get our global announcements that we're waiting on. And they're going to usher in all the changes. That'll include the new financial system, They'll start releasing the new technologies. Um, just so much transformation is going to happen. I think they're going to just, what's going to happen is that we're going to be so overwhelmed with so much change and so much technology that it can't be held back. You, yeah. And you mentioned the 12 strand DNA. Yeah. And uh, when a nuts and bolts person look at that and said, I, I see the structure of the DNA and the, the, the twisted ropes of life, as the Anunnaki called it. And 
there is no chance that could be 12 strands. Well, how do we know what is in the bioelectromagnetic field around that strand? All we see is the physical part of it with a whole bunch of fingers and stuff sitting there. It's called junk DNA. Yeah. I believe it was UCLA that did some research on so-called indigo children. And they found that the junk DNA started to assemble itself into a third strand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I heard about if, that. Yeah, if it works in the small ways like that, how far do we know that it could develop? We mm-hmm. have no idea. That right. there is an enormous amount of junk DNA that was disconnected by the Anunnaki. Yeah, that's true. You know, a better term I like to use is higher dimension or hyperdimensional DNA, because that's really what it is. It's DNA that actually is in the higher dimensions of like fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and so forth. So we're left with this two-strand DNA that gets us by in 3D. But once you start hooking up that hyperdimensional DNA, there's no telling what we're going to be able to create. I sooner we uh, I don't think it's done yet, but sooner or later, somebody take is going to take a microscope, and they are going to put a Carillion photography equipment looking through the microscope. So yeah. you're going to see the bioelectromagnetic field or the aura around the strands, and you're going to see all kinds of other strands sitting there outside of the physical ready to be built right you know that's going to be another exciting time because when those strands start connecting up that's when people start connecting with their uh their higher abilities where they're you're going to start seeing people have clairvoyance clairaudience clairsentience claircognizance and those are just going to be a natural part of our daily life you know, right now, those are kind of not really there yet, but they're coming. And I think we all have the, those abilities. They just have to be developed. And that connecting up those those hyperdimensional DNA strands is part of part of the equation. Yeah. So you can imagine what it's going to be like when everybody has uh, this, you know, this is where I think when we get into the higher dimensions uh, as a planet, I believe that's when we're going to start developing this ability to uh, have um, telepathy. Telepathy is something that all the galactics use right now. They don't communicate the way we typically do because it's too slow and archaic. Because when you when you communicate with telepathy, you not only get the words of the message, but you get the feeling that goes with that from the other person. So you understand more in other words, more information gets communicated via telepathy than just using words, yeah. you know. So that's our future. And we might have to get trained a little bit on that. But we have the the DNA is there to do it. And uh, once we get connected up to those, those higher dimensional strands, you know, that's going to be part of our society as well. So, you know, w- once we develop telepathy, you can't lie anymore. Because the other person will know your intentions behind whatever you're saying, and they'll know whether you're lying or not. <laughs> so just think that, of what our society will be like with no more lies. 
<laughs> that will make havoc in Washington, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, that would. Oh, God. I think they're going to have to just start all over again. Yeah, they need to go home. Um, when you talk about a uh, cashless society where money is no longer needed, mm -hmm. I, I've often thought about how would that actually work? Well, I don't think it's on our doorstep right now because even with Nasara, there's going to be money involved afterwards, rewards for efforts, mm -hmm. and uh, credibility for new inventions. And they'll still be there, but only yeah. it will be safe. Nobody's going to be able to steal it from you. Right. I think the next step is probably coming with what you just said, telepathy. Because once you have that, everything changes. There right. are no secrets. Yeah, no secrets. You know, another thing about that that I think is really important is that everybody on this planet has kind of grown up with this mindset of there's just not enough to go around. You yeah. know, it's this, it's this lack mindset. And really, and it's, you know, that's the dark ones that have projected that on us. And they do that with their wars. You know, one country's got to have something that another country has, you know, and it's this mindset that there's just not enough to go around for everybody. But that's really not true because this universe is just totally abundant. There's just there's, there is no lack. And uh, so with an abundant universe, there is no need for money. But the problem is, is the consciousness of mankind. You have to get over that lack consciousness so i think what they're going to do when nasar comes on the scene and they and they we come up and they or they um, release the new quantum financial system and all the the changes like you said we'll have money and it will be totally protected because it's going to be in the quantum system you can't hack it from what i understand and it's going to be totally secure and it does away it's kind of the first step because what it does is it kind of eliminates the banks because with the new quantum system, you become your own bank. You don't yeah. need to have a brick and mortar building, you know, that you have to go to. You just need a device that you can just access your quantum computer um, network. And then you just log in and you, you're your own bank and your bank goes wherever you go. So it really is, a, that's kind of the first step, is getting rid of banks. So this is a decentralized system that is totally secure and eliminates the banks. Now, once you get uh, that going, then the next step is to start releasing prosperity. And you release it in many different ways. Um, they're going to be releasing it, I hear, uh, for people to do humanitarian projects. But they're also... Um, going to be increasing the amount of money that you get um, every month under NASAR. There's going to be uh, a monthly uh, basic income allowance that's going to go out. Plus, if you're over 65, you know, people that are getting Social Security, that's going to be probably doubled or more. So mm -hmm. what's going to happen is they're going to prosperity is going to start getting out there more and more and more to the point to where it starts to change the consciousness to where people realize there is no such thing as lack. There's abundance everywhere. 
And then once you get that consciousness changed from a from a lack consciousness to an abundance of abundant consciousness and you realize there is no such thing as lack then you've got the mass consciousness working together to finally where you can do away with money altogether because you won't need it so it's just going to be bringing in the the mechanisms <laughs> where uh you're able to you know the free energy technologies and all the other technologies are also going to be assisting us at the same time because once you release free energy and you release, um, you know, say water cars and you release things like uh, replicators that can produce uh, your food and your clothes. Uh, well, what do you really need money for? I mean, you know, most of those technologies are going to provide all of your needs. So once you get that abundant consciousness mindset kind of all permeated around the planet for everybody. And you release these technologies at the same time to replace the need for money, then you can finally do away with money altogether. And that's where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah. And a society where no money is needed, it is really hard to wrap your head around how that could work. Because I, you know... I got seven rooms in this house, and I'd like to have a little bigger place. Would there be room for within that system where there's no money, you get what you need, but would we also get what we want? Because maybe I want a bigger house than the guy that next, live next door. Maybe I want to look just a little more nicer transportation than the guy next door. Will there still be room for that, do you think? Well, sort of. I mean, part of that is ego, okay? And that is going to be, tamp tam uh, I would say, tampered down as we move into the higher <laughs> vibrations. Our ego is going to go down and down. So I think kind of as a natural process of moving into the higher vibrations, the, the wants that you talked about are just going to kind of fade away. They're just not going to yeah. really be there because what's going to happen is you're going to you're going to have more of a service to others mindset and you're mm -hmm. and more of a instead of trying to have more than, you know, trying to outdo the Joneses, you're just going to be kind of comfortable with whatever you need to get by, you know. But yeah, there yeah. might be a little bit. Of, I think we'll be allowed to experience some of that of what we want. I just I just. I don't think they're going to I don't think it's going to get be allowed to get out of, out of hand, though, get out of control. Yeah. So uh, no more super yachts and. Uh, yeah, right. Private Boeing 747s. You know, and a lot of that, like the, even the elite, it's 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 one elite trying to outdo another elite. You know, there again, there's your ego. You know, this guy's saying, well, I got, he's got a yacht. I got to have one bigger than his now. So then, then he goes and tries to create a bigger yacht. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think there are probably some countries that will be lagging in that arena, especially the Americans and maybe uh, the Arabs. They like yeah. their stuff. Yeah. And the Chinese, they like their stuff. But there are other countries that will probably be easier converted, like maybe the Danish. They... 
government can't do anything wrong in Denmark. So they are easily manipulated into believing absolutely anything. And if that is the agenda, of course, stay away from what you want, but you will have what you need, which really is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But the mentality of people receiving it need to be conditioned by themselves because yeah. that way they can really find out what they need. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think though there's going to be so many changes, especially with our tax system. You know, that's that that always keeps people in poverty or taxes. I mean, you yeah. just keep taxing, 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 and under Nassar, everything goes to a 14% consumption tax, and it does away with all these like property taxes and income taxes and all these other taxes. So that's going to free up a lot of funds, I think, for people to be able to have more and do more. And uh, that in itself, I think, is going to kind of, you know, just being able to have more than what you have right now is going to be a big benefit for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even in the federal statute, it said that there should be no double taxation. Now we have mm -hmm. quad, quadruple, or should I say eight, eight duple taxation you have tax on the tax that they put on the tax they tax the the original tax it's yeah it's crazy it's like it's like the phone bill you see a whole list of these different things that are fees yeah. and everything but it's all just taxes yeah you know of some form a fee or a tax of some kind that's just tacked onto another fee or yeah. tax or whatever yeah um but there is always a cost with infrastructure yeah. So it has to be created from something that has a cost to it. So even with a society where there is no money, the hardware, the metal, or the uh, the parts and structure that goes into building an infrastructure has some energy involved in it. It has to come from somewhere, and somewhere along the line, there could be a cost to that, which could involve more than just labor. It could actually involve, here we go, money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is the hard one for me to understand. How can we create, uh, with the replicators, you can create smaller things, but what mm -hmm. about a bus? You know, that's yeah, I think, I think I think the Galactics are gonna test us out and see how responsible we are on the on the food and clothes replicators. And if they see that we're doing good and we're not abusing the technology, they might give us the a bigger, you know, they might allow it to be yeah. used for certain companies, like a company could maybe replicate a car or replicate a bus or something and yeah. uh, start that way and then eventually get it out to more companies as they see us being responsible for the technology mm -hmm. as long as we don't abuse it i think they'll keep giving they'll keep upping the ante for what we can uh what we can have so i i think you know the biggest there's like four or five major technologies that they'll be sharing that i think are going to just revolutionize it uh, the planet and that's the replicators the med beds, the um, one of them is going to be uh, 
the free energy uh, type of devices and so forth and uh, machines and engines, anything free energy related. And then there's also going to be, eventually they're going to be sharing uh, teleportation. And you'll just go into a booth and it will transport you to the other side of the world if that's where you want to go in, say, seconds. Yeah. Teleportation. Now, it's probably using something similar. You know, it's 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 picking your body and probably breaking it down and then sending it someplace and reconstructing it back again. Yeah. Yeah, even that sounds kind of ridiculous. But remember what the head of the Skunk Works, uh, the Lockheed Skunk Works, said in 1978. He said, "If you have seen it on Star Trek, we already know how to do it." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, there was a the guy, um, what's his name, Basagio. Yeah, Andy Basagio, I think it is. He. Uh, talked about being involved in teleportation experiments back in the 70s. Yeah. Project so Pegasus. They, yeah, Pegasus. And they were using, I think, uh, Tesla technology that they had, uh, you know, back in, tried to figure it out after they stole his technology after he died. And they were uh, using that, uh, they're in, based on his engineering or, or technology that he had, they took it to the next level where they were testing out teleportation. And apparently they were, uh, you know, Andrew said they were successful. Uh, there were some, uh, you know, there were some uh, mistakes where people teleported like uh, their body was in a fluid or like a pond. And so the part that was in the le- in the in the water did not transfer correctly and the person died. He said because uh, it, it did that part of the body didn't get connected up right with the rest of it, so there were they learned a lot of they made a lot of mistakes, but they did they were successful from what I hear. Mm-hmm. And then you may have heard of what's called the jump rooms. You talked about I think the jump rooms where you can go into a room and they can teleport you from here all the way to Mars. Mm-hmm. And there were some people I've heard that said that. Uh, they actually worked on Mars, and they they would go to work by going into one of these jump rooms and be tele and being teleported to Mars. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Then I also saw a video on YouTube that was several years ago. They were in China, and uh, I've been looking for the video again, and I well, I haven't found it anymore. But they were little children. They looked like maybe three or four year old children. They were sitting around and they had a table. They had two jars and they had a bug in one. Mm. And then they they were sitting there and they told the children, now imagine this bug not being in this jar, but being in this jar. And Mm. the children sat there and looked at it. And by golly, the bug moved to the other jar. Mm. Now, folks, look for that video. It still might be on there. I just don't remember the title for it, but it. I saw it on YouTube. There was, well, probably four, four or five years ago, something like that. So there's a so teleportation. The mind can do this also. Mm-hmm. 
because kids yeah. they have not been brainwashed into thinking like oh there's certain things you can't do right right that's the problem our educational system dumbs people down and puts limitations on what they think we can do you do you know so it keeps the mind kind of a trap you take a kid that hadn't gone to school and he usually has all these great ideas <laughs> yeah yeah anyway we've got exciting times i think we're headed toward i'm looking forward to it well we are already seeing the beginning of it and uh, the solar flare that people say oh we're gonna have a solar flare yeah fine big deal it's not gonna hurt us as human right. beings because I know that because back in 1858, I think it, we had the Carrington event yeah, where there was a solar flare so strong that it melted the telex wires and didn't hurt the people. The people didn't even know it. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to hurt us. It may do something to parts of the brain that upgrades us possibly, but yeah. I don't, I'm not worried about it. No, I think that's what it's going to do. It's going to upgrade us uh, because it's going to activate those uh, DNA strands we talked about earlier. And I think it's going to also um, uh, move us more toward a crystalline based body in a, and uh, instead of carbon based. So yeah. we're, we're moving there gradually. And um and uh, I think the the energies are ramping up more and more every 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 month. They get to, they they get to higher and higher, and that's because you know people don't realize it, but our sun and our planets they're sentient, and they communicate with each other telepathically. So our sun knows what our 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 Gaia needs, and and they communicate back and forth. Of course, we have the energy from the great central sun, which communicates with our sun. So everything communicates. That's the missing ingredient that, um, you know, our physicists don't have is that our, our universe is conscious. And that's the missing equation, you know, is consciousness is the underlying fabric of our universe. And they don't, they can plug that into the equation. So yeah. that's why everything is always, you know, they can't figure things out because they're missing the key most important part and of course our math is wrong too you know the universe works on base 12 and we're we're stuck in base 10 so um that's got to change too that's why mm -hmm. some of our mathematics is off because we're working in base 10 and to get a true representation you need to work in a base 12 yeah yeah and then we're talking about upgrading to the so-called fifth dimension, and I'm not worried about that either. No, no, that's when that's when we're going to be set free, and that's when we're going yeah. to have all the all the wonderful changes. Because you know, one thing about that is that as we shift into five D, it actually there's my understanding that all the uh, the things like you can take all the energies and put them on a scale and you know like the, the guy that wrote the book um uh i think it was hawking's on um power versus force mm -hmm. and he he took all the levels of 
of consciousness and found a vibratory frequency range that each one falls in. And you can you can put love is really one of the highest vibrational, you know, yeah. consciousness um, emotions or feelings that you can have. And then fear is your lowest. So as we move into the higher vibrations of 5D, these lower vibrational uh, aspects of our being diminish less and less because they can't they can't manifest in the higher vibrations. So if they if you do let them manifest, then what happens is you shift out of that high vibration and you go down to a lower vibration. So if you want to maintain yourself into the higher vibration of 5D, you have to maintain these higher vibrational emotions yep. and feelings and thoughts and so forth. So that kind of comes with it as being part of 5D comes with the, the higher vibrational feelings, emotions, and, and thoughts that, that go with that to stay there. So that's going to also revolutionize things too as we move into that higher thinking, higher everything. Yeah. And uh, that's hard to maintain higher vibrational thinking around negative people. So we may have to yeah. leave some people behind. That's right. Yeah, that's going to, there's a, I hear there's a other duality planets that's, uh, that's equipped for that. And those people that are not ready to ascend to 5D or simply don't want to, or just don't qualify because of their low vibration, they are going to be taken to these, um, other duality planets. I hear they're good. They'll get a uh, a new veil. Be like it'll be like a memory wipe, so they won't remember any of their time on Earth, and then they'll just start uh, life over there on that other planet and continue to learn lessons over there until they can ascend on that planet. So they have all you know you you have all of eternity to keep working your way back up to source, and we start. Mm -hmm. We started at 3D, we're going to 4D now, we're in 4D now, and then we're going to go to 5D, and then eventually we'll go to 6D, 7D, till we, you know, the ultimate goal is to go back to source where we came from, but we have all of eternity to do so. So, you know, you just, but, but the goal is to keep working your way back. I hear yeah. after you get, after, I think it's after the, after fifth, you really lose physicality from what I hear. There you don't need a physical body, but you still have your consciousness. You know, there's a lot of beings that, that communicate with us, but they don't have a physical body. It's just their it's oh, yeah. just their consciousness. Yeah, because consciousness is all there is. Yeah. We are only consciousness too, but it's a very persistent looking physical body. Right. Now, the benefit, though, of being in these lower vibrations and lower dimensions of 3D is, is that it advances our soul evolution so much faster because you're having to confront darkness. You're having to confront challenges and things that, you know, that you just don't get in the higher realms. You know, yeah. and when you're in the higher realms and everything is just perfect and you don't have any problems or anything, your soul growth, it you may have some advancement in soul growth, but it's not quite as fast as when you're in challenging and confronting the opposite, you know, which is darkness and, and, and all that fear and everything. When you have to confront that head on, then it really advances your soul growth so much faster. So that's one of the, one of the benefits. That's why we chose to come here in the first place is to take on the challenge to advance our soul growth in a, in a much faster way 
and we would get any other way. And this is supposed yeah. to be one of the darkest planets in the universe. So you don't come here unless you are unless you are really serious about advancing and and I hear not everybody qualifies. You know, some people you they say that you had to ascend on another planet before before you came to, before you get chosen to come to earth to ascend on this planet. You have to have already ascended someplace else. Yeah. They only the best of the best get to come here. Well, that's that's assuring. <laughs> there are times when we forget who we are, isn't it? That's true. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's something to that always remind yourself that you are you are you are pure love. You are a fractal of Creator Source, and keep that in mind at all times. But you know, sometimes we get so stuck in the the challenge that we're facing at that particular time and we stay in that low vibration and then that kind of cuts us off from finding a solution that we need in that current moment you know if we stay if we maintain at a high vibration you'll find solutions so much faster and so much easier than if you stay stuck in that fear state stuck in that low vibration kind of it kind of cuts you off or blocks you from having any solutions to your problems yeah I remember another thing that I read in a book. It was a book written back in the 1930s called Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. And I used to read that book once a year. I haven't done it for a little bit now, but uh, it's a good one. In there it says, you will become like the people you associate with. Yeah. So... I have already started disassociating myself with really people that is, well, of lower vibration, I guess I should say, mm -hmm. or the people that is totally buried in the problems with politics and technology and say, oh, their world is going to hell in a handbasket. Well, yeah, okay, let your world go, not mine. So right. I started disassociating. I don't answer the text or you know, just just stay away. It only upset them for about 20 minutes until they got someone else to go and dump on. So that, right. that'll be all right. Well, that's kind of what's going on right now is that people are kind of gravitating to people that are more their vibration. So if you're at a high vibration, you're going to want to be moving toward people that are at that same vibration. Yeah. And if you're at a low vibration, you're going to be gravitating toward people that are that low vibration. So that's what's kind of going on right now is a sorting out of the people moving toward other people of like mind and like vibration. Yes. Yeah. Whoops. I see we are just about out of time. Okay. Yeah. So that went fast. But uh, <clears throat> let's do this again sometime when we find other subjects to talk about because... This has been an interesting conversation. Sure. Yeah, we can do it again. Yeah. Okay, folks. Uh, so um, watch us next week. We are coming to Broadcast Team Alpha on Tuesday nights and uh, Sunday nights, of course, here. You are watching this one, the <clears throat> Paranormal World Show. And uh, if you like what you hear, just... just uh, Become a member. There is more videos in there that the public do not see. Also, 
just subscribe and that'll help us out. And the uh, super chat is open. So until later, until then, be good to each other.